Welcome into the Bears Coaches Show featuring head coach Matt Eberflus and a pleasant good evening, everyone. I'm Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight here on WBBM. Good evening. How are you feeling? Good evening. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. I guess I'm waiting for the snow. Yeah, I think it's coming. Yeah. yeah. You know, I don't know if you know this, but I'm a former meteorology major back in college. But I did I not know that. couldn't pass calculus to save my life, so... I'm a sportscaster. I think it worked out all right. There you go. But I do get a kick out of these storms, and there's something big coming later in the week. So, you know, you have to factor that in. Right. Because, hey, what if it is a true blizzard and guys can't get here for practice on Thursday, for example? Yeah, that's right. That's right. We'll just have them spend the night on Wednesday. That's See? Just, just, you're that, just you're way ahead of me, Matt. There you go. You're way ahead of we me. Got, we got the, the hotel right down the street. Yeah, that does help. Uh, another fight to the finish. Uh, the games have been entertaining. Uh, the fans are getting a kick out of it. Obviously, everybody wants to win, uh, but another uh, loss, um, and, and one that kind of needs to be put in context, in my opinion, because uh, while you have a roster for a reason, a deep roster, it, it, it gets um, hit with injury during the course of a game, and you got to adjust. You played the best team in the league. You even admitted best complete team in the league. Uh, down several key players, and you made it a one-score final. Yeah, yeah. So you know, the message to the players after the game was was simple: that we have to learn how to finish. You know, the the and close those moments out. And uh, there were plenty of moments there where we could have executed um, better uh, to finish with a win. You know, in that game. So again, we're, my hats off to Philadelphia. You know, they're a good football team. But again, it's all about us. It's how we how we do things, how we execute, and us having championship habits. We got to finish. Even as a head coach, I know you got to talk to your team the way you just explained right there, but is there an irritant aspect of a seven-game losing streak to you as a head coach knowing you, you, you guys are giving their best, man, they're, they're working hard, they're playing hard to the finish, they're getting respect from the opposition. Uh, does it still is it, is it weigh on you a little bit? Because are you even tired of saying the same old thing that we're, we're not finishing games? Yeah, um, uh, no. I mean, because okay. I think that it's we're growing. You know, I also think in the same respect, I think we're growing a lot. You know, we are getting there – and it's uh, guys are learning in the moments, you know, so our quarterback's learning every single time. It was great to see him take that drive down there in a minute 37, you know, to score a touchdown late. I thought that was great operation. And he did a nice job finding a wide open BP, you know, so that was cool. Um, you know, and our defense, you know, our defense is playing better than the last two weeks. You know, our, our run defense is really good. Uh, yesterday, the takeaways were awesome and we expect to have that every single week. Um, so there's moments in there. There's a lot of good things we're doing, too. So we, we're growing uh, before our eyes. The Athletic, the, a publication, uh, John Greenberg, the columnist, wrote, the Bears not, might not be learning how to win, but they're developing in these losses, and that's your point. And yeah. I think that's a proper heading. Yeah, I would say that. that, that that's a good heading because we are developing um, as we go here. And, again, we're getting a good chance to see a lot of good lot of players. You know, we got a chance to see, you know, uh, you know Leatherwood yesterday, you know, Braxton again, you know, was solid. And, you know, so we're getting a chance to see a lot of these guys. And, and guys coming up, I mean, in an emergency, Simba Webster caught his first NFL catch. You yeah, know, it was great. Know. Great to see him. He had a good punt and pin, too. He was really good there. Uh, you know, obviously came in there, and he's very smart. You know, Simba's a smart guy that can play all, all three spots, and, and he's been doing his work, and it paid off. There's not a guy in that practice squad that wouldn't love to get just one even one snap and just put something on tape, right? No, that's right. That's, that's a dream, right? So that's, uh, it was good to have him up. All right, Fields versus Hurts. Uh, it's it's one modern day football snapshot uh, with both number ones, uh, and it's probably going to look this way until further notice in the National Football League, isn't it? Yeah, I would say so. You know, it's the it's the style that we're 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 accustomed to now. Um, you know, it's started to change. You know, back in college, and it's 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 up into the pro game now. So again, you got to use use these guys smart in a smart way because they are your your franchise quarterback. So it's important that you. 
uh, do a good job of protecting him too. We're going to get deep into Justin and his performance. Uh, injury update. Uh, I know more will be announced tomorrow. This is a short week. We're playing on Saturday. Uh, but there's a lot of concern just from fans about Tevin Jenkins because of the, the imagery, the visual of him being taken off. I know it's precautionary. Anybody has a neck injury or a spinal injury of any sort, the medical staff is going to treat this just the way they did on Sunday. Yeah, yeah, and they did a good job. They were out there. They were thorough, did a good job of uh, putting him where he needed to be you know, to protect him, and it was uh, all signs are good. Right now I can't give you any more information than that. It's encouraging. Again, he's going to see some specialists to double-check everything, but we'll see where it goes. Because of that image, even for your players, everybody off the bench uh, checking in on him on the field. Again, it's the first couple snaps of the game. Do you then have to say something to the team because you wonder what goes through everybody's minds and something like that? Everybody knows it's a, it's a game that you know your season could be ended in one snap, but God forbid something serious that could end your uh, the way you live your life. Yeah, it, it was it was positive when we were out there because he was moving his hands, which was just great. So when we saw him moving, so I think a lot of players saw that. I think that was encouraging to them as we were on the field. All right, we got uh, Jack Sanborn, Equiminius St. Brown, Jalen Johnson had some ribs. Uh, so we'll, we'll get into all that as well. But a, a heck of a third down and 10 play for EQ. I mean, he's got to be irritated about that too 20 yard catch that's that's a great play to start the first drive yeah it's a great play you know we end up having a couple penalties in that first drive you know a couple false starts and we overcame it with a great third down conversion there by eq so um again a great pass by justin you know justin had a really good really good protection in that play and he delivered the ball right on time to a great in cut and then eq took it up the field for some it's been a long time since i've seen it in a legal formation on an opening kickoff i don't know if you've ever even been a part of something like that but uh yeah, that I, didn't was, quite, I didn't quite understand what was going on yeah so there's you know obviously you got to be 10 yards you know beyond the kick and then there's a there's a 15 yard area where you got to have your players that are in there but they, that's a recent rule and you know, Elijah just had his foot touching the line. You know, mm-hmm. it was barely touching it. He can't have it touching the white, and it was, and they, they called it illegal formation. Yeah, good return by Bayless on that nonetheless. All right, so Philadelphia, they take care of the ball better than any team in the league. Jalen does as well, came in with just three interceptions, and you get two interceptions and a fumble recovery, uh, just like New England, out of the out of the mini-buy. You come out of the buy with this. I don't know if that's just the, the pounding of the emphasis that, that plays into it or it just bounced your way this time, but – uh, that's their third game only with multiple turnovers for the Eagles here, so it's rare for them and, and good for the Bears. I'm sure you're pleased with that aspect. Of yeah, the I mean, defense. it's great to have uh, Gordon back, you know, and, you know, a lot of times that's players. You know, players make plays, and uh, Gordon made a, certainly made a couple of nice plays um, on the ball, you know, with that rec- recovered fumble and the interception, you know, and then DHC, what a, what a great play he had uh, by, you know, getting over there. He's middle-of-the-field guy. He saw where he was looking, stepped in front of it, and made a nice play, so – um, the, my hats off to those guys, and they did a, did a good job. They're setting our offense up to score. You know, the one time we didn't get a score there, where we got to punch it in, um, but uh, we at least got to come away with field goals. But we love touchdowns. And the other thing about that, the, the positioning of the players led to the play, the anticipation. Gordon said so. They you know, looked like he was eyes going to AJ Brown over the top, as opposed to a tip pass. You want any way to get it, but I, I love the fact the positioning there in the right place. Yeah. Yeah, that's all. That's all part of it, you know. I thought our guys did a good job of setting these guys up. Fields in the pocket, dodging it around. He's hit from behind. Escapes Reddick. Runs left. 45-40. Fields to the 30 of the Eagles. Breaks a tackle. 20, 15, 10, 5. Spins to the end zone. That's the best run of the year. In a year of so many, Justin Fields 
Went 48. Pulling on the field is at the quarterback. Crazy yards. out of bounds at the oh. nine-yard line. Oh, stepped the out of bounds of the at play the nine. is a first down, Chicago. We'll take it. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with Bears head coach Matt Eberflus. Great seats available to see your Chicago Bears this season at Soldier Field. Get your tickets at chicagobears.com slash tickets. All right, I lost my mind. Wound up being a 39-yard scramble on second and 27. You don't have plays for second and 27. But with Justin Fields, gosh darn it, you do. Yeah, yeah. It's, uh, you know, it was a uh, really good play by him, obviously. So on that play, you know, Hassan Riddick ended up making an inside move and then kind of doing a Dwight Freeney spin. Um, back to the outside and uh, end up getting him a little bit too high, and he shrugged him off. You know, he threw him off of there, and then he took off. You know, so um, what a you know dynamic run there. Um, there was some really good blocking at the end of that, though. You know, Velas Jones did a nice job of blocking at the very end of that, and, you know, the receivers always do that for us. And uh, it was unfortunate he just stepped out barely, And uh, but what a heck of a run. Maybe white shoes instead of orange, and then they wouldn't have seen it. I've always said it. Right? Have yeah. you? Yes, I have, yep. There Amen, hallelujah. Yeah. See, no detail goes unnoticed by Matt Eberflus. Yes. All right, tell me more about that. Yeah, because, you know, when you have a white shoe, you know, if there's a little bit of blade of grass there, you know, it kind of blends in right there. You can't really tell. It's inconclusive. So I've always said that receivers and guys that have the ball in their hands should be wearing white shoes. But uh, mm. it's not quite as stylish, I don't think. But No, no, but maybe a little uh, convincing. <laughs> yeah, in the yeah. future oh, yeah. for Justin. You know, it's about touchdowns, baby. Yeah, that's it. It's about touchdowns. I know there have been some great runs, but that one tops the list because it, it emphasizes a couple things. One, he's very difficult to tackle. You really got to square him up. And even then, he could still step out of the tackle because of his lower body strength, I believe. The moves, the juking, and like you always say, he's as fast as he needs to be. And I think that is not a small comment. The fast as he needs to be thing, gears that this right. guy has. You know, it was a magical run. You know, he's had several, of course, yes. but uh, um, it's fun to watch. You know, he's on the far side, you know, from me, so I had I had a little bit of a distance to look, and I was just like, wow, he's just he's going to take this thing all the way. I thought he was out, like, way before, and then he ended up going, spinning back inside, and then taking it. So it was uh, pretty, pretty cool. A lot of quarterbacks would just run out of bounds there. That's right. So here's a quote from Lucas Patrick on his Instagram account right after that play. Evidently, Justin Fields continues to do things no person can do. Elite. Darius Slay called Fields a highlight reel, pointed to his toughness and competitiveness to keep fighting. I guess uh, we're going to have to come up with a lot of words to describe him. You know, he, he continues to impress, and uh, what's most impressive to me is how he's leading our football team. You know, he's in there with offense, defense, all the special teams guys, and he's doing a great job of leading from the front, and that's what we want him to do. Why special teams? Well, because it's our football team. So he's know. going in these the special teams. Well, up? he's just he's touching everybody yeah. in the building, you know. Nice. So he's touching everybody. It doesn't matter what what position you play. Uh, doesn't matter what unit you're on. He's going to touch you. you at, know? He's going to leave from the front. At the podium, you light up when you talk about Justin Fields. Yeah, you can see it on your face. Yeah, he's and he's special because he's not only a special player, he's a special person. You know, so he has grit, he has toughness, he has everything you're looking for in a competitive. Uh, person that that leads your football team. Yeah, Luke Getz, he says he's the most competitive person he's ever been around. Now that's saying a lot. Yeah, yeah, he's he's very competitive. Um, you know, he ranks up there with the best of them for sure. All right, let's talk about his passing. He was finished a one nineteen five quarterback rating, second highest in the league this week. Uh, Monday Night Football yet to come. Without four of his top receivers, sacked six times and against the number one quarterback rated defense in the NFL, fourteen to twenty one. I know the sacks. Knocked down the overall net yardage, but right. two passing touchdowns. Where was there anything of substance yesterday of concern uh, about the way he played? Maybe the short passing game still 
some of those throws. It was you know, windy out there yeah. for sure. You know, when you throw in different directions out there, the wind was uh, playing with the ball for sure. You know, in certain directions, you know, as you guys know, the wind swirls there in, in, in Bear Stadium at Soldier Field. And, uh, but uh, certainly he's got to make, you know, make those better a little bit. But uh, overall, really a good performance by him. So he sets the single season record for the Bears. He hits 1,000, one of three quarterbacks to do it. It's been done overall four times, now chasing Lamar. 206 away. That's about 70 yards a game. He did the quick math. You know, if he has a chance, he'd be great. But I think he'd rather win games. Yeah. Like I said, you know, it's just more about us setting things up to win the football game. So if that's Justin, you know, running the ball a few times and or not as much, uh, that's what we're going to do to win the game. All right. That pass rush of the Eagles, and this will be our last one before we take a break here. As you saw it on tape again against us, what were your thoughts? Yeah, I really noticed Reddick. I noticed Sweat. You know, a Hargrave, uh, those guys really popped out to me, uh, you know, in terms of the pass rush. Uh, they did a really good job of creating one-on-one situations, um, and there wasn't uh, – there was a lot of good stunts in there we saw. I thought they, were, they ran those really nice and violent, and we have to do a better job with passing those off. Kelsey on the ball, snaps it back to Hurts quickly. Hurts in the pocket with plenty of time, surveying, directing, now rolling to his Holy. right. Flag flies, throws, intercepted by Kyler Gordon, backpedaling and picks it up. Kyler Gordon just jumped high enough to swipe Jalen Hurts. Only his fourth interception holding. this year. Offense. And holding on the Eagles, that'll be declined. Calling all Bears fans. Get the ultimate VIP fan package with Chicago Bears VIP. Secure a game ticket and appearance from Bears legends and more by visiting ChicagoBearsVIP.com. Back on the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Eberflus. Just heard Kyler Gordon's second interception of the year. First one came against New England again out of the mini-bye. Great to have him back there. Overall, a big job against those receivers and that quarterback by the secondary. We're going to get into it here about that. Uh, but just start with Gordon. We'll go from there. Yeah, it was, first of all, I was glad to have him back. You know, I was, uh, you know he brings great energy out there, great passion. Um, you know, we end up blitzing him some, which is always good. Uh, he's, he's a good blitzer. You know, and then coverage. He's got a great set of hands. You know, he's really got ball hawking ability. He displayed that yesterday, um, you know, with that nice high point catch. Um, and also when he scooped up the fumble, you know, you have to have ball skills to be able to do those things that fast. And uh, he did a nice job with that. Jaquan Brisker back as well. And his presence is felt certainly. I did love the blitz call. I did love the blitz call. I saw it coming. I thought this is kind of cool. But as you said, picked the wrong gap or went to the wrong gap and that allowed for the touchdown. But um, I didn't know this, but Brad Biggs of the Tribune did an article on him from back to Lackawanna College. He had nine sacks yeah. of safety at not Lackawanna. So, again, different brand of football, but he's got that ability. He does. He does. It was great to have him back. He tackled well, um, did a really nice job disguising our coverages. I thought he did a really good job of that as well. Um, and he's a hitter, and he's a really good blitzer, and we're going to keep sending him. You know, um, So he's he's always done a good job with that. He's he's a big body that can get guys down. You know, These quarterbacks are big and strong. You know, so we have to have uh, send a guy that's strong enough to get him on the ground. So, and he is. So we're excited about where he's going, and he's going to have a nice uh, set of three games here coming up. Uh, let's talk about uh, the pass rush. Would you say it was better yesterday? I mean, there was once there was pressure moments, and Hertz got hit more than he has lately. Yeah, I would say it was good. You know, we uh, you know we end up pressure, and I think it was seventeen times um, yesterday, and uh, that was good uh, good to see. And we had some uh, unscouted looks that we haven't shown, which is really good. But, uh, you know, overall, our front four did get some pressure. You know, uh, I know Gibson had a hit on the quarterback a couple other times. Taco you know, Charlton, too, yeah. You know, Joe, Joe had the sack, you know, on the one pressure. So uh, that's always good to see. But uh, we have to increase that and keep that going. And I thought 
the Eagles might try to pound the ball and just get out of dodge and run. You know, my, I, were you surprised that they didn't they didn't do it? They didn't do it until later in the game. Yeah, um, I wasn't. I don't know. It was uh, with the weather the way it was. I was a little bit surprised by that. You know, and uh, so, but uh, I thought we were doing a good job of stopping the run. You know, we were pretty pretty slamming at home pretty good. Um, I thought we took away what they wanted to do well and what they've done well in the past. And they had to go to some of the alternative runs. Um, and, again, they popped one of those. Um, we were we, we fit it up right. We just got to make a tackle there. Let's talk about Jalen Johnson. There have been all sorts of um, opinions about the performance because you look at 180-something yards by A.J. Brown, but – he only caught half of his balls. Yep. There were four pass breakups or three pass breakups by Jalen. One saved the touchdown. Yep. Uh, you, you got the blitz from Gordon on the 68-yarder, and he's he's in his hip pocket. The ball's got to be perfectly thrown, and it was. Tried to make the tackle, didn't make the tackle. But right. I, I thought it was a really, really good show by Jalen Johnson yesterday. Yeah, I thought it think? was competitive. You know, he's going against a good receiver. I mean, that is a good receiver. And for that many targets, I thought he did a good job. You know, obviously he'd like to have those two fade balls back where he, you know, he's playing the ball, you know, bust the triangle and play through the hands. Um, that's all, it's all about timing, though. He's all about timing it up. Uh, but, again, like you said, he had three pass breakups against a good, really good receiver. He was competitive. And uh, we like where he was. We need a sponsored segment. This teaching moment with Matt Eberflus is sponsored by something because what's punched through the triangle? So Explain when, that when, when a receiver catches the ball, um, you know, he has a triangle with the ball. So you picture the ball and two. And he's got two hands on the ball and the ball is over his head, right? So that's the, what we call the triangle. That forms a triangle. So our, we teach our, our DBs to punch up and through the triangle. Okay, because a lot of times when a DB and a receiver's got the triangle, they're catching the ball, the DB will actually swat down, and he's actually helping them secure the ball and tuck the ball. So we want to go in the opposite direction, so we want to be able to bust up through the triangle. So uh, we work hard on that. Um, again, it's a skill that we have to develop. I thought our defensive backs did a good job yesterday of playing the ball. Um, you know, we got a DPI. You know, when we played uh, the team up north there, we got a DPI the, the week before. We really worked hard of us playing, getting in phase and playing the ball, and I thought our guys did a really nice job of that yesterday. Do, do young players in particular, or maybe even veterans in those situations, uh, sometimes a little panic probably gets in their head, oh, my God, I can't let them catch it, but and they, they forget these little things. Like yeah, not, it's you, not a little thing, but they forget. You have to drill it. You yeah. got to drill it, and you got to be po- it's, it's poised at the catch. You know, poised at the catch point. You got to be have poised there. You can't panic, and you got to punch through the triangle. Look back for the ball. You know, and make sure you don't get the DPI. And I thought our guys are, are working to improve. Jalen Jones too. Jalen Jones had a yeah. He, I mean, I don't want to put words in your yeah, mouth. Yeah, no, Jalen. Jalen was solid. Well. He did. A, he did a good job in there. Again, he's, he was uh, you know out there covering you know Smith you know half the time, and uh, again, obviously another good talent. So uh, we thought he played well. Takes the snap. Pockets tight. Gets away from pressure from Sue. Going to roll in the news right. Throws to a wide open Pringle to the end zone. Touchdown. Caught it at the two. Justin Fields found him as he was being chased by Sue. And a touchdown for the Bears. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show with head coach Matt Eberflus. Jeff Joniak with you until 8 o'clock tonight. There's the Pringle touchdown made possible because of the unique ability of Justin Fields and Get that play going as long as he possibly can, forcing plaster coverage on the other end, and here he slips open, and bam, that's an important touchdown you mentioned earlier in the show. Yeah, that was a really good drive. I think it was 137 off the board there, so it was quick. Uh, I thought the guys operated fast. Um, It was so good for us to be able to do that um, in that moment. And, again, 
if we'd have got that onside kick, we would have had another chance to get it going there too. And I think we would have done a good job. But uh, on that particular play, you know, they're playing quarters on the weak side and cover two on the on the strong side. So um, Justin scrambled to the cover two side and ended up letting BP go because that was the zone side to it. And uh, he ended up finding him at the end. And nice catch and easy walking. So it was good. That's why we're on the topic, the onside kick, the the style of it and yeah. all of that. What do you what did you think? Yeah, so it was it was the right call at that time. You know, so we were uh, I think it was two forty three, I wanna say. So that's under our mark. So uh, we had one timeout, so we went with the spinner kick, which is good. And Cairo did has done a really good job with that kick. You know, that kick's hard to recover, you know, when it gets there because it's kinda like, you know, you know, spins right there. It's you see it has to go ten yards obviously, but we like it to go ten and a half. And uh we just got to operate there a little bit better. But he's hit that kick great in practice a bunch of times. Another thought on fields here. The only quarterback throw for multiple touchdowns and no interceptions against the Eagles defense in a game this season. And now in his last nine, he's averaging 175 yards passing a game. Just the development continues. The confidence continues. Desire to get back on the field after cramping up continues. You got to be from where it started to where it is. And, you know, you and the coaching staff deserve a lot of credit, too, because if I'm not mistaken, it was after the Washington game. He kind of, kind of went to him and said, "Hey, how can we help you?" Yeah, right. And, and mm-hmm. if a player then sees that benefit of what's happened since, I mean, that's a that's a voice for you in the locker room. Hey, guys, these coaches want to help us. Yeah, it was it was a really good meeting that him and I had. I we, I pulled him in right after the Washington game, you know, because I could sense some frustration, you know, from him. You know, obviously we had that really good drive at the end, and we couldn't punch it in at the end to win it. Um, obviously, two good throws by him at the end there, but uh, you know, I could sense that. So I just talked to him about, hey, you know, the leadership, you know, of of the head football coach and the leadership of the quarterback has to be, you know, really good in in, in times of adversity. And uh, since that moment, um, we've had that conversation, and he, he's done a really good job of of staying steady, staying positive, and really uplifting. Uh, his teammates through challenging them and also modeling the behavior. And what do I mean by that? You know, the hard work, the grit, you know, the the, the focus, uh, the determination he has every single day he comes into the building. I'm assuming you're still carrying on these conversations with him. As Absolutely. Well. Yep. We meet, we're, I'm, I'm obviously in the quarterback meetings, you know, uh, most of the time. And him and I have conversations every week. What would you say to Bayless Jones Jr. right now? Bayless, uh, not hold on to the football on that uh, uh, play. Uh, it's a physical mistake. Got to protect the football, but the trust factor is, you know, something that is important here too. You got to trust in him. He's got to trust in his coaches. I mean, the whole thing. What would you say to him right now? I would just say go back to the fundamentals. You know, what you see in practice is what you're going to see in the game. So, you know, when you're running a reverse or, or catching the ball in the perimeter, obviously you put your, you know, the ball in the outside arm, which he had. It was in the outside arm. And then when you get the traffic, you want to put your clasp hand over your your arm that you have the ball in. So. Um, all that means is that when we say five points of pressure, you know, we're talking about, you know, the fingertips, you know, the palm, you know, the wrist, the bicep, and then the rib cage. That's your five points of pressure that you have on the ball. So when you're running with the ball, you have to maintain those five points of pressure. Okay. And then when you get into traffic, you take your other hand and you put the clasp hand over your wrist. So that way you have two hands on the football that is securing the football as you get through traffic. And, uh, um, you know, right there, as, as you look at it, the ball was off the rib cage, and he ended up hitting it. You know, Hassan Riddick ended up hitting it with his shoulder pad, and the ball ended up popping out the backside there. So uh, we just have to do a better job with the fundamentals. Well, like you always say, you don't walk by mistakes. Okay, it's it's his first offensive fumble, not a muff punt, but you right. can't let – because you got to correct it now because sometimes 
it becomes a scouting report. Hey, this guy, this guy's a fumbler. This guy's this, and it goes. It will carry us with a guy throughout his whole career. Yeah, and, and and it will. It will carry with you. And of course, me being a you know my background in defense, we certainly chart those things and, and show those things to the to our guys and and uh, the guys are get a little bit thirsty when that happens when they see it. You know, so um, he's going to have to correct it, and we'll correct it as coaches too. Hurts to throw. Oh, he is intercepted. Picked up by DHC at the 43-yard line of the Eagles. Running right to the 35. Middle of the field at the 30. Can't break the tackle, but he threw it right to DHC. The Bears matchup with the Eagles is brought to you by United Airlines, official airline of the Chicago Bears. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. Matt Eberflus, Jeff Joniak. Uh, by the way, stop by the Middle Light Ultimate Tailgate located at the Field Museum. Open for Bears fans of all ages, two hours pregame and one hour postgame Christmas Eve against the Buffalo Bills. Third career interception for DHC. Uh, and whenever you get him on the field, he always does something uh, positive, uh, whether it be leadership or an actual player, tackle, special teams, always around the ball, it seems. Uh, through his entire time here in his seven years, there's always something good from DHC. Yeah, he did a really good job. He's done done uh, solid and good when he's been in there. You know, obviously losing Eddie, you know, and him ste- having to step up there. And he's had good experiences. You know, he's been in his career. He's played safety some, and he's done a good job when he's been in there. But the, the play that we just listened to, it was a really good play. You know, he ended up reading the quarterback's eyes. Um, he was the middle of the field player. And he ended up stepping in front of it, and it was it was a really good play and, and a solid return. Yeah, you know? eighteen yards. Yeah, really good. He'll take it. That's a first down. That's your first first down of the drive. There you go. There you go. So, right. but he did a good job with that. And was such a positive guy too. He is always positive. He's always upbeat. He's the guy that comes into the building that you can point to and say, you know, just act like him because he's always on it. So first guy on the yeah. practice field. He's one of the most professional guys I've seen. Honestly, yeah, that's right. Uh, you don't get. You don't have a seven year career. You know. You know, in, in his role, you know, without doing what he does, so he, it's exciting to see for him. All right, let's let's talk Cairo a little bit. Uh, tied for the league lead, not a category you want with the five uh, missed extra points. Um, again, the wind is an issue in, in that, uh, but uh, everything matters right now. Every single point matters. Every turn of events, uh, the dis- decision not to go on the forty-eight yarder. Do you trust what he's thinking about the win and what he did pregame? I mean. There's a lot going on there right now. Yeah, so the evaluation of the kick line is done, you know, obviously before the game. You know, so we look at the wind conditions, uh, where it is, and then we get our, put our heads together with HT, Cairo, all of us come together and say, hey, where's the kick line? You know, typically in a normal day, it's right around that 35, 33 range, somewhere in there. Sometimes it's a little longer if you're, if you're inside. Um, but, you know, that's where it's kind of been, and we'll see where it goes. But then yesterday was the twenty seven. You know, it was the 27-yard line because of the wind. The wind was swirling in there. Um, it was just where, where we thought comfortable where we could make those kicks. You know, so when it got the ball got back to the 31, you know, we decided to take the delay and then punt and pin. Um, earlier in the game, we decided our first drive, we decided to go for it. It was fourth and three from the 33. And obviously there's a huge difference between fourth and three from the 33 and fourth and 27 from the, you know, from the four, 31. So, uh, we made the, the decision, hey, let's go ahead and take the delay and let's go ahead and punt and pin, and Trenton did a great job. He punted it inside there. If we had a, a little bit different hop, we probably got it down inside yeah. the five, ended up hit at the seven-yard line, bouncing one hop, we ended up getting it right there. Was so. that Blackwell or was that Simba who caught it? Um, Simba had the one later. Okay, yeah. I think that might have been Blackwell. Yeah, yeah, now. Blackwell. Yeah, because he's, he's – Scales would have wanted him to say it was him, but he was in the frame. So, yeah. <laughs> hey, that matters. Yeah. You get, you know, as long as you're in the frame. He was enthusiastic for sure. Uh, do the injuries at receiver now, and we don't know – I mean, there's hope, I'm sure, Nikhil Harry, Chase Claypool, uh, but does it affect how you operate what you want to do? 
Yeah, we'll see. We'll see where it goes right now. So, you know, we got question mark on Clay, and then, you know, obviously Harry, you know, and obviously EQ. So there's three question marks there. So, again, we'll get those things answered uh, earlier in the week, and we'll see where it goes. All right, let's talk about uh, some of the work done by David Montgomery. Obviously, continues to uh, put together good games, solid games, ran hard. I think that was only his fourth career touchdown receiving, but he <clears throat> he's continuing to show an ability to, to make something happen with that in the passing game. That's a great little play. Yeah, I mean, you know, even the run after he had uh, the run, the first touchdown he had, you know, so that was really good. Uh, obviously, you know, Justin steps out at the nine. We end up handing the ball off to uh, Montgomery from there after that. And to me, that was a great block by uh, BP. You know, uh, Pringle had a really good block on that. He ended up blocking two guys. He ended up coming down cracking and then coming off and blocking the corner. Uh, he got he, he got two guys there, which was outstanding, and, and he just walked it in. But uh, uh, what a great run there. But also the, the, t- the second touchdown really did a good job. Um, it was an all-out pressure by, by Philadelphia, and we ended up, uh, you know, free releasing our back. And, um, you know, obviously I think they're supposed to peel on that. The defensive end is supposed to peel on the back when he free releases like that. And he must have missed it, and he threw it to the flat, and he scored a touchdown. Yeah, first time in his career he's had a touchdown running and receiving the football in a game. And uh, you mentioned Pringle. We only have a few seconds here, but the guy lights up when you talk about his blocking. He wants to talk about it. He loves it. Yeah, he's been doing that for a long time. Did the same thing in Kansas City. He's a, he's a heck of a perimeter blocker. Blitz on his fields, throws right, caught, turns it up five, into the end zone. Montgomery for the touchdown. David Montgomery in for six, his second touchdown of the day. Welcome back to the Bears Coaches Show. David Montgomery was his rushing touchdown right there as we talked about that in our last segment. Uh, back with you, Coach, here. I want to talk about a bunch of uh, topics before we get into the Bills. Go back to the offensive line, how they handle stunts and games with a, a front like that because isn't it true that if you don't come back on a level it creates openings for those types of stunts and 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 was that something that happened on occasion yesterday yeah yeah, yeah. it sure did and we you know we'll improve on that and you know and Chris and uh and Austin will do a good job of drilling those guys in that this week uh but yeah they got to pass those things off they got to stay on the same level and to be able to pass those things off and uh again my hat's off to Philadelphia they ran them well hydration Justin admitted, yep, he's going to make sure he's on it now. It's just a, a a young, probably not thinking about it, right? You're invincible. Well, I just think that he's yeah. learning his body, you yeah. know, as he goes. You know, he, he's been, obviously been playing football his whole life, but, you know, he's, you know, he's a starting quarterback and he's, you know, you know, doing a lot of different things and, you know, and running, you know, for 30, 40, 50 yards at a time. <laughs> you know, so it's a different, it's a little bit different for him. So uh, he's got to just learn his body and then get his routine down. You know, if that means taking an IV before the game, that's good. Hydrating, you know, through various sources, you know, doing that. So um, he'll get a plan, and uh, we'll get it right. Do you know that when he? Well, you probably feel the same way. Just the feeling when he was trying to walk and it wasn't looking good, and what's racing through your mind as an announcer, a fan, it's like, oh, my stomach was hurting. I thought, oh no. I mean, what? What are you thinking? Well, I could kind of tell the way he was walking that it was cramping. Okay. So yeah, so I was okay, and I just told him to get down. You know, so yeah. get down. You know, take a. Take a break, you know, let the trainers take a look at you. You know, that'll give us time to, you know, get our, our back up some snaps and get him ready to go, throw a couple of throws out there before, you know, for Nate. But, uh, you know, he ended up, you know, happened to go in for an IV, you know, and then come back, came back out and uh, had that uh, drive afterwards. So it was good. And Dominican Sue, know his history. I called the play. I thought, well, because Justin went down, he kind of was chasing him. He just ran into him. Tom lost his mind. He was furious. Then I see the replay and I was equally as furious. Are you? Uh, I was on the field, yeah. I was furious on the field, uh, you know. So I saw him wind up, 
you know, and then wound up. Yep. Yep. And, uh, and I was talking to the officials on the sideline and said it was hit to the hit to the face. Um, and it was, and uh, again, they didn't see it that way. Um, but I'm sure they'll see it today and we'll, we'll see where it goes from there. But again, I'm always talking to the refs and always talking to the officials before the game to protect the quarterback, uh, make sure we're squared away there. Like I said, you know, they're an important piece to each football team and we got to do a good job protecting those guys. Enough's enough already with Justin. Yeah, we got to do a good job. They have to do a good job. I'm going to keep reminding them forceful, you know, as much as I can before the game, and I'm going to keep doing it. Is it hard to curb your tongue? Because you're a high-character individual, but your blood gets up like anybody else, no matter how you try to stay composed. Do, do, you, do you just run the risk of, like, getting real hot at somebody? Yeah, I mean, you, you do. You do, certainly during the game. You got to make sure that you have some some self-control there. But, again, it's, it's, it is what it is. You know, if it, if it is a hit to the helmet, let's call it that way. And uh, let's, let's do a good job being consistent. Joe Thomas, the hit on Jalen Hurts. Is that a teach tape right there? No doubt. Joe Thomas. Yes, that's a hamstring tackle right there. He impeded the – it's like yeah. he hit a brick wall and back when I, I, I lost. Well, it's about the pad level, number one. You know, you got to have your pad level. It's got to be at waist level or below. Um, and it's you got to hit with the top of your pads, which he did, and then you got to grab a hamstring. You know, you got to grab behind the back of the legs and pull in, and then run three hard steps. And that's exactly what he did. He only got. We always say get one, but if you get two, it's it's really good. But he had, he had one hamstring there, and he ended up running his feet three hard steps and ended up taking him back. It was it was textbook. I'll take the one on Jalen Hurts. He's pretty thick and big. Yeah, but you if know? you ever get two, man, it, it's pretty it's pretty good. <laughs> Um, Mike Pinnell Jr., got to bring him up, that forced fumble. He was playing with uh, a high level of excitement for a veteran player in that situation. Made his presence felt on a couple of it. Yeah, it was a good play on the screen. You know, the guy ended up tucking the ball. You know, it was, it was definitely, you know, uh, you know, two steps. He had, he had uh, clear possession of the ball, control, and then two steps, and he was good to go. And then Mike did a good job of punching it out, hitting the, hitting the elbow, and the ball popped out. And then Gordon did a good job of, of, you know, I don't know why he spun like that. but uh, Yeah, he even said so. He goes, yeah, yeah I could have been in the crib. <laughs> yeah, that's right. But uh, he did a good job of scooping it up. Now it's time to look ahead. Brought to you by Bet Rivers, the official sportsbook partner of the Bears. The 11-3 Bills at Soldier Field Saturday for a noon kick. We have no idea what the weather week's going to be uh, as of this uh, can, as of this discussion. It's not looking too good uh, for what is coming. So you're going to have to be on your P's and Q's on, on what you're going to do here, Matt. Uh, but Josh Allen led Buffalo to the win over Miami, fourth straight playoff berth. Sean McDermott has a has a culture, and he has got a great quarterback. Those are two great pillars to start things off to talk about Buffalo. Yeah, Sean has done a really good job there. You know, obviously developing the quarterback. You know, um, that that took some time, and they did a good job being patient and then enhancing his skills. You know, and, and really doing a good job of what he does well. Um, and obviously the addition of some skill levels. Um, you know, with Diggs and everybody on the perimeter, that's certainly helpful. And their defense, you know, Leslie Frazier does a was a does a wonderful job on their defense. They've been good, you know, for several years now, and uh, they keep this. You know, I think they're two in scoring defense and maybe three in scoring offense. So this is an elite football team that we're playing, and it's really no different than Philadelphia. All eight of their defensive linemen have a sack. I did the math; they've combined for 24, 65 hits on the quarterback, thirty-three tackles for loss, six forced fumbles, and sixteen pass breakups. The reason I bring it up. Everybody knows who the Eagles' names are, but we're talking about guys that these are not considered elite star players right now. Von Miller's out. He's a linebacker, mm-hmm. but Greg Russo, Shaq Lawson, A.J. Epinesa, Daquan Jones, Ed Oliver, who leads the team in hits. I don't think people would you know, be mentioning some of those names, but they are productive. Yeah, but I know those names. <laughs> 
Yeah, <laughs> yes, I know. Do. I know those names. So those guys are good players, you know, um, and and they have been in the league for a while, and and they have, they are pressure players, and they've created some pressure, you know, through their one on one matchups, and that's what they do. They're they're a four down team, you know, that rushes four and plays in coverage a lot. Um, not a big pressure group, you know. They're not big into pressure, and they believe in playing coverage and, and creating pressure with their front four. What and last question: What makes Josh Allen? Different than other running quarterbacks in terms of what he brings to the table, size, speed, all that. Yeah, I would. He's rugged. Just, yeah, he's just he he will he will run you over if 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 he's if you let him. So he's he's a guy that's super big, you know, really strong, um, understands you know the game, you know when to take it, you know when to keep it, you know in the pocket, and he's done a better job, you know, I was obviously the last year or two of throwing from the pocket, and uh, he's he's a dynamic player. All right, well, good luck in the preparation. It's going to be an interesting week. Yep. And, uh, you know, Merry Christmas to you and your family yep, as same, well. As same you, you uh, and Merry Christmas to all. And very good. We'll talk to you on Saturday. Keith Johnson, Andy Gersher, Dan Brilli, Jordan Treadup, thanks for all your help. I'm Jeff Joniak, back at Soldier Field, Week 16, Bears and Bills, pregame at 9, kickoff at noon Saturday from Soldier Field. Coming up next, CBS News at the top of the hour. This is News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Good night, everybody.